0: (laughs) Hey, welcome to another episode of the Five Heart Podcast. I am John Johnston Coordination. Greg contacted me a few minutes ago and said that he had a problem in his house and that he would not be joining me this evening, which is kind of interesting because, uh, well, let's get right down to it. Uh, Number one, number one, Well, I did get get complaints about audio on the last one we did, the last one I did at home. I have replaced my yeti mic with a, a, a wireless mic that is a very nice mic and i, I let me know if i sound okay because because since greg didn't show up and nobody else showed up in his place i have no idea if my audio is working i believe it is but it there you go It just start out huh. for all of you people for all of you people who say there's too many bowl games and uh, why should 6-6? Six and six, Danny Cannell, I think it was. Or was it Joel Clatt? One of those two guys uh, the other day tweeted that only 8-8 eight and eight teams should be in ball games. And I don't know if you're watching it right now, the Liberty Bowl with Kansas. I stopped watching this game when it was 31-7 to Arkansas because Kansas looked terrible. And I started watching the Nebraska women's basketball get beat up by Michigan. And then I, you know, I thought I'd flip on flip back to the Kansas game or the Liberty Bowl before uh, before I started this bit and my god the end of the regulation for Kansas was amazing. They they got a they got an interception. No, they got a fumble and then they scored and then they got an onside kick that they picked up because Arkansas apparently didn't want to be there. Cuz that's how we do bowl games when the SEC plays. See if they if they win If they win, the SEC is like, oh, the greatest thing ever. But if they lose their bowl games, they didn't want to be rare. Remember that. That's how it goes when it comes to bowl games with the SECs. Uh, I'm trying to look through Twitter. Thank you, Tyler Allen, for notifying. 54 to 45, Arkansas lead. Uh, I'm trying to look on Twitter. I know Greg had some things he wanted to talk about tonight. But there is news. Oh my God, I'm trying to figure out who it was. Wait a minute, it was Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell. We're just going to retweet this. Danny Qu- Cannell, a few, year- a few years ago. A few, uh, couple of days ago, maybe yesterday. I don't know, time has no meaning. Danny Cannell, eight wins, yes, eight, should be required to play in a bowl game. This looks even dumber now. That is what I'm tweeting at this moment. Good job, man. Uh, because it was a fun game. Okay. Uh, Josh Hansen points out that... Uh, isn't that the game Mizzou were too scared to play? LOL. Sorry if that was already talked about. That is that is the game that Missouri did not want to play Kansas in a bowl game. Uh, okay. Okay. I look down I mute out my mic with my neck okay this is a this is I am trying to change things up now I have bought a new camera for videos Uh, I did a video earlier in which I did a reaction video to an article about the Rose Bowl being dead I'm gonna try to do different things with storytelling do different things with uh, equipment and we are going to try to get you know what we're trying to get better Uh, okay news today what is the news today (laughs) the news today was colton feist is not returning and colton feist was uh one of nebraska's best defensive linemen last year i mean he played like uh, i mean he played a lot and it was in a position where nebraska really needed a uh, you know they didn't have a lot of depth on the defensive line because of problem. Well, because of shortcomings in recruiting. Let's be honest about it. It's the plan for recruiting just wasn't very good. And Colton Feist announced that he is not returning. That he is ending his football career. Basically, he has taken a job selling insurance for Farm Bureau. I am guessing, I don't know where UTan, Nebraska is, but I'm guessing it's around his hometown that's or somewhere up there that he's gonna be playing, or playing, he's gonna be selling insurance. So, uh, you know, good luck to him. He's probably the smartest of any of them because he is uh, choosing not to beat his body to death any longer throughout his life. And, uh, you know, I'm 60 and I feel like shit. <laughs> Uh, Mike Schuster says UTAN is near Wahoo. Okay. We'll put that up there. Oh, man. All right. The other news is that AJ Allen uh, tweeted that he will be returning next year. And I think that is You know, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting to see all the guys that are, uh, you know, leaving the defense. You know, we've seen a number of people leave the defense. I mean, we lost Trey Palmer on the offense, and that was a big big loss. We lost uh, Garcia, Castaneda, uh, DeColdis Crawford, you know, a couple guys on the offense. But I don't think the offense has been better. You know, it's not been damaged nearly as much. I mean, Palmer's a big loss. But uh aj allen returning is a huge boost i think for the offense even though when you look at our offense our running back room i mean we have anthony grant we have ramir johnson still here uh we have uh, come on the other emmett johnson the other johnson uh, young guy didn't really play and i'm missing one who was the last one gabe irvins is still here so the running back room is great, and it's, I you if you watched A.J. Allen last year, you could argue that he was the best running back. He was better than Anthony Grant. Played in four games, I think 33 carries, and 190 yards, two touchdowns, but he got injured, season-ending injury in the, against Oklahoma last season. So he, he you know, that was a redshirt year for him. Uh, Colton Feist, though, that, it would have been nice to see him come back just because he was a I mean, he was a player. He was a guy that uh, you could count on to get in snaps, and that was really important on the. Um, that was really important on the defensive side of the ball. I'm trying to think of where I'm going next because uh, we had we did have a plan. And this is a reminder that Todd and I have decided that we actually will be planning our shows out ahead of time on Monday nights. And that maybe I, kind of usually use, leave the five heart podcast to Greg and we, I probably should have a plan going forward because I'm guess he had a problem with a child and I I don't know if you've ever raised children, but they're kind of unpredictable and uh, they kind of take over your life so i'm guessing going forward you need to do a better job of having my ducks in a row for this stuff (sighs) okay what else going on nebraska women's basketball Uh, allison uh, Nebraska lost to Michigan tonight, 76-59. to I did start watching this game at the beginning of the game, and Nebraska was down 19-4. to They played decently. I mean, they got back into it for a while. Uh, you know, they got within seven, but then at the end, they really just kind of... I don't know. They looked a little lost. Honestly, they looked—they threw the ball away a lot. They threw the ball up a lot. They looked confused, discombobulated. That's what we say. But before the game, I guess it was announced, or we found out that Allison Weidner is gone for the season because of a knee injury she suffered in the triple triple overtime game against Kansas. So I'm sure that you know finding that out or or having that happen right before you're going to play ranked Michigan at home was probably not the best thing ever. Uh, What else? You guys got any questions? Let's see. What else did we discovered? Uh, You know, there's been a lot of talk about, um, I guess from my standpoint, I look at this and I kind of go, we are in the Donovan Rayola rejuvenation reclamation project phase with the media. You know, I've seen. I think some. There's been articles out about. You know, Rule wants him around because he's an offensive line coach that is going to teach the same techniques that uh, that Matt Rule likes. And I don't. You know, I guess I look at this. I look at this and I kind of go, okay, we're going to have the same juicy fest articles that we've had for the past few years. And I was thinking earlier today about how we're going to handle this off season because it's going to be, uh, I don't know. Do you want to read the same articles that you've been reading for the past four years? I mean, I re- maybe the past 50 years? I don't know how old you are. But you know we're going to just have these articles where everything is cherries and roses and and puppy dogs and unicorns and things like that and I, I kind of look at that and I I just I feel like I just don't want to go through I of course I did this probably last year okay <clears throat> Tom Chattel put out an article today I did that article or did video earlier on YouTube about uh, the Rose Bowl being dead and I saw where Tom Chetel put out an article, Tom Chetel of the Omaha paper, put out an article about how, uh, how... I didn't read the article. I saw his tweet because, you know, I can get on Twitter and pick things up quickly. But I saw his tweet about how uh, some of his favorite memories were from bowl games, and he said goodbye go bowl games because the 12-team playoff is going to come in and it's going to wipe out all the bowl games. And, I, you know, the problem with me is... I'm a contrarian, and I have been most of my life. So when people say something, my first reaction that I have to, like, (laughs) keep calm is to go, no, that's not right. I think when I look at the Tom Chatelle thing about the bowl games going away, uh, I don't know if that's true. Because, I mean, right now, people are watching Kansas, uh, you know, Kansas, Arkansas, and I'm not sure what's going on but this is a fantastic game between two i think six and six teams that really would never play each other otherwise because the sec isn't going to schedule kansas just as a game somewhere but here's the thing uh this is going to get worse with me by myself because all the comments i want to select here's the thing uh, People look at the bull games a lot of times, and they'll go, well, nobody's there. That's a failure. That's a bull game. No, that's not the thing with these bowl games. Kansas-Arkansas looked like there was a really big crowd, including the guy that stood up in front of the camera when Kansas scored in the first overtime. But the key to these bowl games is this. They are content for ESPN, and ESPN, I think, owns most of the bowl games. I mean, like almost all of them, except for the college football playoff, maybe the Rose Bowl or something. Uh, but ESPN gets to put that content on their on their channel and people watch it because I'm going to start watching bowl games now I watched Wisconsin play last night against Oklahoma State and I stayed up with my iPad in bed until Wisconsin intercepted the ball late and put the game away and it was like 1230 and I still wanted to watch that because I still I you know what I wanted to see I wanted to see Luke Fickle on the sideline and I don't know if you watched the Wisconsin game (laughs) <laughs> but luke fickle on the sideline had the i don't know if this is luke fickle's look all the time but luke fickle's look on the sideline was kind of like oh god these guys are a lot worse than i thought they were <laughs> i gotta deal with this shit but they played against the oklahoma state team that i think had lost their two top receivers and their two top quarterbacks I originally thought Oklahoma State would pound the snot of them, but if you're missing that many guys you're not going to. Okay, back to Kansas, uh, Arkansas. But the, the real key with some a lot of these bowl games is that ESPN gets that content. They get to put it on TV and because we're college football fans, we're going to watch a lot of those games. And that's where the real money or the real desire, uh, that's where the real, I think desire to, to keep, those games intact is. And plus it's more college football. And I, I just don't, it's kinda like the night everybody was on Twitter and Elon Musk had taken it over and fired everybody and locked the doors and everybody was saying goodbye to each other. And where are we gonna go? Because, you know, suddenly Twitter was loved instead of completely hated by everybody. You know, Twitter never collapsed. Uh, that's a whole different subject for me. But the bowl games, are they still gonna, I'd like to hear you guys. Uh, opinions on this (laughs) we're at three overtimes and tied at 53 and what's funny is one of the uh, brendan styles is a guy i follow on twitter i think he writes about iowa but uh he's one of the media guys and he said he said when overtime started this will be a uh this will be a 4 overtime game. The other fun thing about Twitter is right now all of the people that said really crappy things about Kansas early on are getting buried by their own tweets of just a few hours later. Um, okay, I would like to know from you guys 37 of you here. Do you guys think the bowl games are going to continue to survive and thrive in the future, even if there's a 12 team playoff. Because I, I, you know, I when I did the video about the Rose Bowl thing, the death of the Rose Bowl, uh, what I pointed out in that is that I really do like hearing other people's opinions. I don't want to ever, I'd never have wanted to be a guy who sat up someplace and had the only opinion everybody should hear. Because I'm very interested in hearing other people's perspectives on things, and that goes for coordination too. When we're writing, I always wanted a very diverse group of people. I wanted people that completely, like Husker and Mike and I, we get along, but (laughs) we certainly argue and disagree on a lot of things. And that's true for a number of my writers. They will ask, and I write this article, I know you don't agree with it. Yes, that's what I want to see. I want to see multiple opinions on things. Uh, Okay. Never mind me, which is a interesting name welcome it uh, says yes they will we love college football that is an excellent point we do love college football uh james boardman bowl games will survive too much money involved i think that's true too i mean they're you know they're just there's revenue involved for espn that's certainly the case because again like i said earlier it's content and they need content um John Field says, I think so because of nil. I'm not sure how that fits there. If you want to explain that a little bit more. Uh, Tyler Allen, I think they will. More games for more revenue. Again, true. Fred Sacco, uh, the bowl games will continue even after the playoff expands. You know, I kind of hope so. And Chris Tessin comes in with a long comment. I think bowl games will matter just as much during a 12-team playoff as they do now. But I also want them to find ways to get fans more engaged. But I'm too dumb to know what those are. That is an interesting comment that I'm going to write down in the note-taking app that I'm going to start using to organize our shows. If only I knew what that is. Probably Google Keep or something like that i uh, get fans more engaged in bowl games that could be an. that's an interesting i like it never mind me says i i keep my name anonymous for things i say on youtube lol so it is tommy fraser that's what i thought <laughs> uh Oh my God, and I'm not sure where to go next, so this might be a short show, not one of the hour and a half specials that we do with Greg most of the time. What else is going on out there in Huskerville? I am going to start watching uh, bowl games. Uh, Tomorrow, Minnesota will play Syracuse, I believe it is. Right, Syracuse, and we will get a chance. To see, I mean, it's not like Syracuse is just going to abandon their defense. But if you're going to watch that bull game, I think it's at uh, 1 p.m. Uh, you will get to see what a 3-3-5 defense looks like from the guy that we got from Syracuse. I mean, there, it's not like they're going to change the game or change the defense just for a bowl game. Uh, somebody had sent me some stuff on Twitter. I'm referencing Twitter a lot, aren't I? about how the three-three-five worked and how Notre Dame, when they played Syracuse, uh, <clears throat> and how they were able to run the ball successfully, you know, and that might have been something about the, oh, John Field says Kansas has just lost. That's that's too bad. You know what? It was a great game, though. I mean, they were getting a snot kicked out of them. I think it was 38-13 at one point. When Kansas came roaring back, apparently. So, uh, the lesson we take from this is Arkansas and the SEC in the middle of those teams in the middle of the SEC are phenomenal teams. <laughs> and they did want to be there. All right, where was I? Uh, wow, Fred Sacco comes in hot with I hope Syracuse sinks Flex Boat and his plastic face. Uh, So Minnesota, Syracuse, I mean, you got Wisconsin winning last night. That was the first Big Ten bowl game. I think nine teams are in bowl games from the Big Ten. Um, I didn't look at what was going on with, you know, how we always do the conference comparisons with bowl games because, because Greg had this thing he wanted to talk a lot about, the portal tonight. Okay. Okay, and now we're coming back and all the people, all the people who bash the people who are bashing Kansas now get to get bashed back. Twitter is such a great platform, except when it isn't. Uh, and I'm trying to make up stuff again as I go here. So Arkansas wins the Liberty Bowl, and that's, that's just too bad. All right, what else we got? What else we got going on? Oh, you know what? I don't know. Do you guys have any questions? <laughs> this is a sign that we uh, we Blaine calls. Can you know? Blaine Cole says a 5-7 and seven threshold just to go bowling. way, vey, which, uh, yeah, I think that's a little bit much. Chris, Chris Tussing, Colton Fight just left. Does that matter? It matters because I was trying to look at that. Thank you for reminding me. I was trying to look at how many, I mean, put it this way. If you go look at Nebraska's uh, roster right now, okay, and you, you look at the fact that I think we have the running backs that I listed off earlier, right? A.J. Allen, Ramirez Johnson, Emmett Johnson, Gabe Urban, Anthony Grant, still all listed on the, on the roster. Uh, and you figure that, what is that? Like five, five scholarship running backs? Let's take a look at the roster for the defensive line. And, and I, you have, put it this way, we have guys coming in. We drafted a number of guys coming in, right? But you look at those guys and you say, I, "Get asking guys to come in as freshmen and play on the defensive line is a really big ask. But if you go back out and you look at the defensive line on the roster, you know, with the rosters, the defensive line group on the roster right now, uh, we have... Raquan Buckley, sophomore. We Nash Hutmacher, nutmasher, junior. Uh, Jacob Herbeck, junior. Colton Feist is still listed. Maybe they're hoping they can talk him into coming back or paying him something. Stefan Wynn, junior, senior. And Ty Robinson. That, that is our defensive line group on the roster. And I'm not adding the new guys. I mean, we have Elijah Judy coming in. Uh, Vincent Carroll, Jackson, Maverick Noonan, Prince, and Prince will. Um, oh God, Riley Van Poppel and Kai Wallen. All those guys coming in, but that is not a lot of guys. Especially when you consider the fact that you got 300-pound guys smashing into each other every single play of the game. You have to. Uh, you have to account for them being beat up and beat to snot. So you really want like eight or nine guys that you can kind of count on to actually play football. I don't care if the, we're running a 3-3-5. Three, three, you still want something like that. All right, I didn't look at all of this. Lonnie Kittleman says, so we have 90 players on scholarship right now. If everyone stays, who loses their scholarship and does it even matter with nil? That's an interesting thing. I, I, well, if everyone stays, not everybody can stay. I think you kind of look at this and you count on some people actually moving on. So the idea, and keep in mind, you have to be at 85 when you hit fall camp, right? That's the scholarship, 85 is the scholarship limit number. You have to be at 85 on the first day of fall camp. So I think, does it matter with nil? That's hard to, that's hard to answer. The reason why I think it's hard to answer is this. If you were a guy, if you were a guy that was going to command a high nil salary or a high nil contribution compensation, and they said, by the way, we would like to take your scholarship and give it to this guy over here, Uh, what is that out-of-state tuition and room and board at Nebraska? Anybody got any idea? Is it like $30,000 a year for tuition out-of-state? that's a chunk of change and i think that you know especially if you're going to tell a guy later so you have to have this kind of planned out before you can't put it this way i don't think if you're going to do really roster management you can't just walk into a team and say okay here we are at spring i hope some guys leave by fall so that we don't have to figure out the whole scholarship thing i mean that's part of running the team and like having a general manager and having an assistant to the Fed football coach that can help, these, help you handle these things. I think you need to know your numbers just like you would in the NFL. And then you maybe you're going to move those things around a little bit uh, come fall. So that is, I mean, if you think about how you're managing people and managing players, I, I think it does matter with nil. I don't think you can just tell a guy, we're just going to give you nil money and not a scholarship. But, you know, that, that is one of the things. Todd and I did discuss the nil thing a little bit, and I think we were going to try to do some uh, a little bit more research on it. And there is still not... Last year at this time, you had all these guys, you had all these news stories, and you had all this stuff going on with, you know, players are getting paid millions, and, you know, those stories, constant uh, things about uh you know how much money players were playing now if you go out to on three they have this on they have this nil thing where they just they really make up a nil value and they estimate what they think that uh, some guy is getting and i don't know if that's anywhere close to reality or not and i know that nobody's going to release that information because it's a competitive advantage not to but i want to say does it even matter with nil yeah it still matters because scholarships are worth so damn much money. I mean, they really are. <clears throat> uh, Matt Hansen says, still mad at the former coach for not building any line depth on either line. Yeah, it was pretty stupid. I mean, it was pretty stupid to watch it going into the season. It was even dumber in hindsight. Uh, <clears throat> <sighs> Chris Tussing, got any predictions or thoughts for Nebraska versus Iowa basketball tomorrow? No, I haven't looked at that yet because I've been watching everything that went on today. Uh, I hope we kick their, I hope we just beat them because that would really be nice. I have said this before. We've been now, what, in the, how long have we been in the Big Ten? Has it been 12 years, 10 years, 11 years? And the idea that, put this way, we beat Iowa in football, and we're all happy about that. If we were to beat them in basketball, they would—it would, there probably wouldn't be many of us go, yay, we beat Iowa in basketball. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But that would be a huge, that would be like double the pain for them. And that's why you want to win basketball games, especially when you're playing at home, but against like teams like Iowa that you hate it still hurts them because I was, you know, they fancy themselves a basketball school as much, too, and a lot of Big Ten teams do. Uh, Lonnie kelvin any more offensive line players in the portal? Well, keep in mind, we still have to go through, you know, we just got through early signing day, and there is another portal period, and there are a lot of things that could happen. Uh, I think that, I don't know, our offensive line... You have to take at face value what matt rule is saying and what they're talking about with the offensive line he did say that he <clears throat> he liked uh the group of guys that we have on the offensive line and i've seen somebody else mentioned this earlier uh frack, Sa- frack. <laughs> fred sacco says zaddock zaddock i know how to pronounce this name rob Zadekska my god doctor you know doc talk he has the podcast doc talk it's really good it talked he talked about the three styles of offensive line play you can coach and seemed to believe rule keeping real was a good thing or maybe it was character i want i want to think that it's dr rob because uh <laughs> He says, apologies, I'm a bit frosty. Several margaritas in. Good shot. Uh, John Fields asked a question earlier about how did you feel about Luke coaching it, uh, Luke Fickle coaching the bowl game for Wisconsin. I think it was a good idea. I think, well, you want to see what your players act like when they're around each other. I think you want to see, like, if you want to get a head start on what you're doing, you got to put that time in uh m gabowski comes in and says oh, these things are going by too fast i missed i missed the comment m gabowski how you doing man rayola was retained for his nephew no i don't think so i don't think that you can i want to say no to that because um, i mean if we get dylan Rayola, that would be a really nice thing because he is a very highly rated quarterback for next year's class remember that but um I, I just, I, I want to say no to that. I don't really have any, I mean, nobody knows that. I I don't think you could sacrifice, if you looked at Donovan rail and you said, well, maybe he's not a very good offensive line coach, I, you could sacrifice an entire year of development for one guy. I just, I wouldn't do that. Would anybody do that? I mean, a quarterback, you, great, you get a great quarterback. I think you can find some serviceable quarterbacks, but offensive line has got to be decent next year <clears throat> blaine cole comes in and says for those who have no idea how many times can a player enter the portal any numbers on players can who transfer and complete their degree uh not off the top of my head with the numbers well, a player can enter the transfer portal as many times as they want, but keep in mind there's a number of stipulations here. I think you can still, you have the COVID year and you can throw that away. All right? Uh, you have the COVID year, throw that away. But when you enter the transfer portal, I believe it's still, you can do this one time and before you have to start sitting out a year. So you get a one-time transfer. If you transfer again after that, you have to set out a year. Keep in mind that does not apply to grad school transfers or grad transfers. They can go to a school and play immediately because, you know, I mean, before the whole transfer portal, before the NCAA just decided to give in and give up, uh, the whole idea was, you know, They wanted grad players, grad transfers to be going to school to get a graduate degree because, uh, like, my school didn't have what I wanted to get a grad degree in, but that school over there does, and I just happened to want to play football for them. Now nobody cares about any rules or regulations about any of this thing. Alana Kindleman comes back and says... uh, character had numbers one time about 40% of the players enter the portal and find a new school. But do they graduate? Or do we care? Do we care about players graduating? I would think we would. M. Gaboski almost uh, my mouse almost blocked him. By the way, if I accidentally block you, let me know and I'll unblock you. I don't know how that works, but we we'll figured out. M. Gaboski says in response to me, I would. Rayola going to Lincoln would change the image of Nebraska. What's our image? Why does it need changed? You can answer that. That's That's an interesting point, I guess. I mean, if you're going to get one of the top recruits in the nation, I guess you could pull other guys with you. Um, That's kind of risky, though, given the fact that you're looking at is, is, again, can Riola coach the offensive line? Because if you don't have an offensive line coach, you're not, <laughs> you're not going to have a good football team. As Matt Rule has said, uh, okay, let's go back to some of these. John Field says, has Nebraska hired a wide receivers coach? I don't think we have. I think that's one that we're waiting for somebody to finish playing or somebody to finish doing whatever they're doing before they come to nebraska um, all right question for you guys and then we'll probably you know we'll probably just go a little bit longer because i didn't hear from any one of my people on slack about joining me <coughs> um, are there any bowl games that you are absolutely going to watch and i'm not talking about college football playoff. Well, I guess, you know, let's go ahead with that. Are there any bowl games you're particularly looking forward to? And are you going to watch the college football playoff games? Because I can tell you that from, like, right now going forward, uh, I'll probably be watching a lot of bowl games. While I pretend to work, don't tell anybody that. But, for example, Minnesota tomorrow, uh, Minnesota Syracuse, you know, you got I, – I think the um, – Blaine Cole says, bowl games, nary a one. He also says, what is our image? Scott Frost, the red-faced head coach. Uh, Unfortunately, that's probably true. Uh, James Boardman comes back. OU FSU tomorrow, Oklahoma, Florida State. That's a good choice. Let me get a list of bowl games up here. The college football playoff, Matt Hansen says I'm gonna watch as many bowl games as I can. Weston says I will watch as many as I can. M. Gaboski is who is playing in the national championship? Well Michigan versus Ohio State. <laughs> okay. I think that would be a great national title game just for no other reason than to just see either the Michigan fan base or the Ohio State fan base to go completely batshit insane when they lose or win. Plus Georgia, screw Georgia. I mean, I, I've always had a like for Georgia, I think, because, oh, come on, Mark Rick. I always liked Mark Rick when he coached there. But, uh, I don't, I, you know, I'm not for them winning it again. The hell with that idea. Any other big – somebody, Adelaide M. says definitely will watch the playoffs. Ooh, Lonnie Kinnelman says Bama versus Kansas State. That will be interesting. I think that I did read where absolutely none of the Bama players have opted out for this bowl game, which is interesting. I mean, do you – it'll be that, – that goes back to the thing I said earlier is – If Bama loses that game, you know they didn't want to be there. Just like I can't remember years ago, it was a Sugar Bowl. I think Bama lost to Utah. And Nick Saban acted like that game never happened because he just ignored it completely. Uh, Penn State versus Utah, Lonnie Kendallman. Yeah, I agree with that. There are some... Matt Hanson, I remember when Nebraska beat Georgia with Pellini. That was fun. Tennessee and Clemson, the orangiest Orange Bull ever. I do think that there is. um, There's a new guy. F.D. Ranger man. Ranger man. Ranger man. Can I read? I watched four games yesterday and three today. <laughs> but I do. I do. You know, I think that the really good bowl games are just coming up now. You know, they're just starting now. I th- probably the, the ones earlier I wouldn't have watched. But Big Ten teams. I'm just milking time now. I'm sorry. Pinstripe Bowl tomorrow at 1 p.m. Syracuse versus Minnesota. The Cheez It Bowl, Florida State versus Oklahoma. And the Alamo Bowl, Texas versus Washington. That sounds like a good day of football to me, especially if, uh, you know, Washington <laughs> could beat Texas. Uh, December 30th, the Dukes Mayo Bowl War, Maryland versus NC State. Eh. Pittsburgh versus UCLA in the Sun Bowl. You know that that could be interesting. Gator Bowl, South Carolina versus Notre Dame. I just to watch Notre Dame lose, I think. And the Arizona Bowl, Ohio versus Wyoming. Not sure I really care much about that one. And then the Orange Bowl at night, Clemson versus Tennessee should be a really good game. I would expect Tennessee to just beat the shit out of Clemson, but You know, when I expect stuff like that, I'm wrong. Uh, Saturday, Iowa versus Kentucky. Right? I was going to say Iowa versus Wondell Robinson, but I'm a year off on that. Um, Can Iowa – do we want Iowa to win? They're playing an SEC team. You guys can answer that. Sugar Bowl, Saturday. Uh, Both these games are on at the same time, Alabama versus Kansas State. So if one's not worth watching, you can watch the other one. And then, we, you know, we skip over Sunday because that's the NFL thing. Uh, the Relia Quest Bowl, Mississippi State versus Illinois. Chase Brown is declared for the NFL. Uh, Cotton Bowl, USC versus Tulane. What an odd mix. I am so for Tulane winning that game. Citrus Bowl, LSU versus Purdue. Purdue, new coach. Uh, I would expect LSU to beat them up on that. Rose Bowl, Utah versus Penn State. I mean, it's the Rose Bowl. you got to root for Penn State, Big Ten team, right? Uh, and then we get into the college football playoff. Michigan versus TCU. Let's go with Georgia versus Ohio State. We had a discussion earlier on our Slack that if, you know, the people are so pissed off about Ryan Day and losing to Michigan two years in a row that The thought was that if, and M. Gaboski, if you're still here, let me know what you think of this. That if Ryan Day were to lose to Michigan next year, he would be fired for losing to Michigan three times in a row. Doesn't matter what the rest of his record is. Uh, But I think we look at uh, Georgia versus Ohio State. Can Ohio State win that game? I don't, you know, they seem to have a lot of problems with their. They have problems with their defense. And I guess we're going to, you know, what the key to that is, is I think Ohio State being able to bomb the ball all over. They're really good receivers. Blaine Cole says, no love for Penn State ever. Okay. Lonnie Kittleman says, Kentucky. Chris Tussing says, no, like his emphatic no, screw Iowa. Man, Lonnie Kittleman says, I was mad that my son didn't give me a there is no hope, fuck everything, go big red shirt for Christmas. You can still buy them. They're still over there. I really haven't plugged that lately because we're going to – I think in the – we're going to be rude. I'm going to try to get the website redone so it actually looks presentable in the – Okay, M. Gaboski responds, Ryan Day is 31-2 in the Big Ten. He's not getting fired. He's losing to elite Michigan teams. <laughs> that is an excellent response. Uh, but I, 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 don't, I don't have high hopes for Ohio State against Michigan. I'm seeing Ohio State against Georgia. Michigan TCU you know, nobody wanted, nobody thought TCU, TCU should be in this game. Um, Max Duggan is a hell of a player, and he he's one of those guys that's a I'm not going to lose guy, you know, just like Tim Tebow, and I think that is going to be interesting to watch versus Michigan. I just think Michigan has, well, they have their shit together now. I mean, it took them a while, but, you know, Jim Harbaugh changed things around. He got his coaches right, and he, he has players. I just, you know, Michigan, TCU, I'd probably pick Michigan by eight. Georgia, Ohio State, I'd probably pick Georgia by, like, 13. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we're going to ride. It's going to be a nice group of games over the next few days fd rangerman says ryan day will replace andy reed at the chiefs uh, weston says i am rooting for tcu but i don't think they'll win i don't either um, and i'm not i'm not sure if i really have anything else for tonight although this is a a very good lesson to me to be better prepared and have my own notes <laughs> Or as Todd and I had discussed, uh, we we need to get actual outlines. We usually do an outline before our shows on Monday night, but we need to actually be. I don't. I don't think we can make this up as well as I'd like. During the season, it's pretty easy to make up content because you have a lot of stuff going on. And we did have you know Colton Feist uh, leaving and AJ Allen staying today. Uh, Matt Hansen asks, "How's your dog?" <laughs> She is fine. I, I, she's not in here tonight. We usually trap her in the, in the level I am. I have a multi-level house, and we actually usually trap her with kind of a gate thing on our stairs to keep her down here with me uh, just because just because she has some leg problems, and we don't want her injuring herself going up and down the stairs as much as she'd like to but she is fine i'm sorry she isn't in here with me tonight she's out there laying on the couch with my wife who is watching the end of the football game uh m Gaboski comes back and says harbaugh isn't leaving until after 2023 michigan would be loaded next year the colts and broncos are bad jobs boy the broncos just what the hell they fired their coach before he even finished a single season i mean wow and russell wilson looked like uh, looked like he was an sec team that didn't want to be in the bowl game that that whole i'm not a denver fan but i watched them and i for a while and it was like do you guys even you don't give a shit about even playing football right now do you uh so blaine cole asks is it possible we grab russell wilson for his sixth year of eligibility probably not but he would have to care <laughs> all right okay jim harbaugh to the colts or broncos i don't know jim harbaugh's got i mean think about this for a minute let's let's discuss this the whole michigan thing real quick and then i'll be done i mean when you michigan all right michigan is the top winning team of all time in college football and they have had legendary coaches throughout their history you know, I mean, Bo Schembechler there. Uh, if you're Jim Harbaugh, do you really? And you listen. Here's the thing: if you're Jim Harbaugh and you have a team, if you have, if you have the coaches that you think are the right mix, and you're continuing to get re- good recruiting class, why would you ever leave there? Why would you ever leave Michigan? I mean, you literally are setting yourself to be legend like legend like tom osborne is to us so the whole i jim harbaugh is going to go to the nfl i have no idea why jim or harbaugh unless something terrible would happen there or something would happen where he gets into trouble i don't see that at all and you know I, you could join i want to say fielding yost was an early coach it, for Michigan, that was way, way back that got them going early in the early days. And uh, hey, they just had so many coaches there and so much, quite frankly, legendary football. It's a little weird that they went from 1948 to 1997 without winning a national title, if I remember. But I think I also have that wrong. I don't have the numbers in front of me. But... Chris Tussing says, hasn't Harbaugh done everything he can at Michigan? No, he hasn't won, won a national title. And I just, in Chris, okay, let me read this whole thing. Chris Tussing says, hasn't Harbaugh done everything he can at Michigan? And I just feel like he wants to go back to the NFL. He built Michigan back up. He's done enough there to be a legend forever. Uh, no, he hasn't. I If you're Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, would you not like to be a better coach, be known as a better coach in five or six years than Nick Saban? Because that's what I would want. I, you know, Michigan. And keep in mind, keep in mind what we're going to see in the coming years, and maybe that plays into it a little bit. I keep saying that it's going to become more like the NFL, where it's going to be. Uh, You know, the Big Ten is going to be full of really huge named teams, and it's going to be very, very difficult to win the Big Ten and to be be the top of the Big Ten. So maybe that's something Jim Harbaugh would look at and go, life is easier in the NFL, but I don't. Again, he's going to be at the top of a new new era of college football, and Michigan can always recruit players because they're freaking Michigan. You know, I applied to Michigan out of high school and Notre Dame. I couldn't go to either of those places because I never could have afforded it. But even as a kid, I respected and knew both of those programs. Uh, okay, James Borman, stay at Michigan. James Boardman says, stay at Michigan, become a legend, and build khaki statues. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. James Marshall uh, Harbaugh isn't going anywhere. I don't think he is either. I do think that Ohio State, uh, now, that, now that Michigan has got their poop together, I think that they just want to see what they can do to Ohio State year after year. Because if you remember, I'll go back to Twitter one more time, uh, there was all those people on Twitter making fun, all those Ohio State fans on Twitter making fun of how many days it had been since Michigan had beat them. And I think if I were a Michigan fan, every day I would be tweeting at Ohio State fans. It's another day. M. Gaboski, you know what, this will be the final comment because we're at 51 minutes and uh, that's long enough for me on my own. I'm old and crusty. I need my sleep. Okay. M. Gaboski, I'm not sure a national title at Michigan is realistic. Georgia is going to remind us what it takes if Michigan doesn't have it. That's probably it. I think the, the big key here is going to see uh, what happens with offensive, with line play. That's really the key here. Is, is Georgia's defensive line going to allow Michigan to run the ball at all? I think that's, uh, that is where that game is going to be determined. Alright, thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate all your support. Uh, we will try to get better, better organized. Did my mic sound much better? Because I think I'm just gonna stick with this mic from now on. I guess that's the last comment I make. I, I, I use a Blue Medi. I, I've been using a Blue Yeti mic for years doing this and you know people have complaining that uh, that was cracking up, and that it was cut out, and you know, I determined. You, I don't think I got any complaints from the one I did, at the guy's house, in my hometown. But I, anyway, all right. If if you have complaints, if you let me know about the sound quality and the quality of the stream stuff like that, I do appreciate those those feedback items. And we will act on them, and we will get more organized, and we'll keep going. And we'll see what happens. And you guys, take care of yourselves. Uh, I think the next time I will be doing a live stream, it'll be after New Year's. So Happy New Year, and Merry Christmas to these of you who are still, like, I don't know, meeting with family and opening presents. So take care of yourselves. And uh, this has been the Five Heart Podcast, because five hearts is the only heart you need. John, go Big Red. Okay, good night.